Hi, it's Laren Baker, and welcome to the Kitchen Confidant Podcast. Today, we're chatting with Peabody Johansson, the voice behind the popular blog, Sweet Recipes. You may remember her blog as Culinary Concoctions with Peabody. She has been blogging for nearly 17 years, sharing a wide variety of dessert and baking recipes, which led the way to her first cookbook, Holy Sweet. Peabody is also a hockey player, spaniel rescuer, math nerd, and a self-proclaimed sweatpants connoisseur, which I know many of us can relate to, especially after this year. I am very excited to welcome Peabody to the podcast. Hi, Peabody. Hi, Lyran. Oh. I'm saying that right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Um, it's I'm so like, good. I'm like, I told you that. I just realized that. I was like, oh, gosh, yes. But anyway. No, but you're right. Well, I've gotten many, many. I say this... I say this a lot, but I've gotten so many pronunciations of my name over the years, one of which was a, an English teacher who pronounced it on the first day, Lionel. And I was like, you're an English teacher. It's phonics. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is. Fun. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't think of it any other way, but it's funny because with my name, so there's Peabody, Massachusetts. So oh. I always know if somebody calls me Peabody that they're East Coast. So I am always curious and I always want to start out this way. I just have to ask, what was the first thing that you ever cooked and how old were you or baked? Oh, so I was, um, memory wise, the, the, the first thing I ever made was from my Easy Bake Oven, uh, oh. you know, where you a little mix and everything. And even back then I did things, I mentioned this in my book because my mom knew she was in trouble when I, I had made the little cake mix and I... I baked it via the little light bulb. Mm -hmm. And then um, the next time I made it, I found a Twix bar and I chopped it all up and I stuck it at age, I think it was like three or four and stuck it, you know, inside the cake. And my mom was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm going to have candy and cake at the same time. And so yeah, I was, was trying to figure out how to make things worse for you right from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, that was my dream Christmas gift. I remember that was on my list and it was just the most amazing thing. But yeah, the, the little light bulb, it's so funny that you can even bake anything with that. Yeah. Little it's light source. Amazing. But uh, yeah, I, I think my mom got it for me because my mom, um, I don't think she's technically diagnosed with OCD, but like she is very, like she used to clean our, the blinds every day with Q-tips and all of my wow. toys were outlined with a little like tape outline and you put one toy in and out and everything. So I really think it was more of self-preservation for her that it was like, oh, you want to be near my oven or my kitchen? Let's get you something we can like, you know, put outside you and own. you can make your mess there. <laughs> so that she didn't, you know, That's so cute. she did. I mean, she never said anything and she always encouraged me when I was in the kitchen doing crazy stuff. But you could see like her eye twitch a little like, Oh, cause I'm, I am a little bit of a uh, Tasmanian devil. Like there's, I don't know if you've seen the commercial that they have for the, the iPhone or whatever with the the guy and like, like I am the sauce or whatever. And the guy got the <laughs> no. flower everywhere. And there's just, uh, it's a show that the, the phone, like, like you could put it under the water and everything. And it, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is me. <laughs> Not quite oh, as bad, but I, I'm always in flower or something. 
I laugh because one of my closing questions is if you're a messy cooker and need cooks. And now I know the answer. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely, the funny thing is, is like when it starts everything, you know, mise en place, like I'm all, everything's mm -hmm. all organized, but then just when I get going, it also doesn't help. So my kitchen uh, is 81 square feet. Oh, <gasps> wow. Yes. Um, <laughs> which we had, uh, well, you're in San Francisco, so, you know, like, so your housing market is just as joyous as the Seattle. It's um, wonderful. Yeah. And so, like, you, a lot of times you don't get a lot of, like, hey, we, like, we like this house or whatever. It's it's like, oh, it's standing um, <laughs> it's within our price range sold, you know. And that was, this one had a really tiny kitchen, but it was built in the 60s. So it had a formal dining room and a living room and a family room. And oh. so we're like, well, we'll take the kitchen into what is the dining room and then we'll make the dining room be the family room or whatever, whichever one was designated as what, except we haven't done it yet. So it's just sort of really tiny. And I mean, that whole area is covered in everything that, you know, like we have just racks of, of all of the stuff for, cause we have no pantry. We have no, so yeah. I can it, commiserate with that. Yeah. Well, you know what? That just goes to prove that you don't need a fancy kitchen to no. make amazing things. And that was, that was one of the big things in the cookbook was like, I kept telling everybody if I can do this, you know, I loved, um, did you ever watch PBS? Yan can cook. If Yan I can love, cook, so, yes. So, and so that's so nice. my thing. I'm like, well, if I can do this and this, you know, and this so kitchen, can you. you can do it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I loved, you know, I never made one thing he made, but I made sure to like watch. So like, did every, we. Every single. I was like, oh, I actually loved him more than Julia Child. So I just would always. Mm -hmm. Well, he was like a magician he, with his knife too. Well, and he was, just, and he did. He did. Yeah, like I said, it was. I. I don't know why we never made Chinese food at home. I think just because like my family liked going out so much to Chinese. Mm -hmm. um, but I did. I mean, he was the one that was like, okay, I can cook. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he says I can, and I believe him and his enthusiasm and everything. So. Thank goodness for PBS. Cause I knew like, I watched that as much as cartoons. So. Oh yeah. Growing <laughs> up, yeah. Growing up. Like I, yeah, my parents, well now I'm addicted to British Bake Off, but. Me too. So, I just have it on in the background while I'm editing photos or. Oh yeah. All writing. the time. Like, I mean, fortunately. So does your husband like British Bake Off? Does he tolerate it? He has tolerated it, but okay. I haven't, I haven't made him watch with me in a while. Oh no. My <laughs> husband actually, like if it's a new episode, I have to wait for him. It's oh, like one of those things that cute. he doesn't want to. So that's nice. Uh, he doesn't get quite as enthusiastic when I watch one of the seasons for like the 28th time. He's like, oh, <laughs> that's on. But it's like background noise. And I just kind of look up and, you know. Yeah, you same here. You have to pay attention. But when you do, like something fun is happening. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they're so nice and so positive And so. Yes. They're just so caring. Yes. Civilized. But anyway. <laughs> um. Were your parents like into baking as much as you? I mean, your mom clearly wanted her kitchen space to herself, but did you? Um, so my dad cannot cook to save his life. Um, my mom once left, had to go back home or back to my grandparents at the time and left him, you know, sticky notes on everything, put this mm -hmm. in the oven. Um, and he baked jello. He put that in the oven because the sticky note fell onto it. Oh, gosh. 
And he, he ruined his pan because <laughs> he, he cooked the jello for the time that it said at 3.50. And um, it didn't go well. And we ate a lot of McDonald's that week. And we had a promise that we would uh, tell mom that we ate her food. Uh, <laughs> but, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, no, my dad, you know, he kind of grilled later on in life. But, no, it was always my mom. My mom, um, I learned... Many years later, when I got a copy of like the original like 1950 whatever Betty Crocker cookbook, with used to have all the explanations and the like um, how you're not supposed to take a nap, but you can mm-hmm. lay down on the floor for 15 minutes and you you lay on the floor so it's uncomfortable that you don't fall asleep, but that you can get some rest. Oh and my God. yeah, right. Oh oh oh, you should get a copy. It's 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 fantastic. Some of the you know that you have to. Uh, you know, don't ask your husband a lot of questions when he comes home right away oh, from work. Right, right. He's had a long day and, you know, that you should be dressed up when he comes home. And With a smile. Sure, yeah. <laughs> sure the children are quiet. That whole, you know, that whole like thing. And I realized when I got that, that my mom, like every meal we had growing up was from that book. Everything. Oh. Like, and, but the full meal, my mom did the whole thing, the salad, the starch, the vegetable, wow. the meat, the dessert. And we had that every single night and but things I didn't realize is like growing up like one of the first things on the when I got the blog I was like I'm gonna make my mom's orange cinnamon rolls like Mm. I love those so I called her and I asked and she got like really quiet and I was like what and she's like well those are Pillsbury (laughs) (laughs) ones that I make extra frosting for and I was like just kind of like shattered. The dreams were shattered. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing. She had this date bread that I love growing up. Now she always like semi homemade it where she did doctor it up, but it was like, oh, I took this mix and I did this. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> like, you know, it was just kind of like. All my oh. memories have just shifted. <laughs> yeah. And so it wasn't, you know, it just was not one of those things. Uh, my mom encouraged me to uh, take culinary classes. Uh, pastry is what was interesting to me. So that's what I did. Uh, but her whole thing was so I could get a man. Oh. Uh, yes. Mm. Uh, yeah. She, you know, again, 1950, you know, you, go get the man, go get the man, be a good little cook for the man. And, and so. <laughs> Uh, she got a tomboy who plays ice hockey, you know, but, you know, I do cook and I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure your husband's not complaining. (laughs) No, no. Although he's kind of complaining now because two, two way, well, you know, if you, especially for, if you're baking something and you have kids and when I, when my stepkids used to be with us, that was great because they were teenagers and they just ate everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then they grew up. I mean, they're 23 now. They're twins. So, um, so they're not, you know, they're not here. They're not eating. And, um, but you would just have all this food, you know, you bake something and I have a list of like, you know, here's a carrot cake with one piece missing. If anyone wants to come get it or things like that. Mm -hmm. But I used to bake for the hockey team or my husband would take it to work and he works, uh, for the port of Seattle, which is very large. Uh, he works on the Marine side, but they're also the full airport and everything. So it's right. been great. But of course, this last year, the Port of Seattle was like, nope, can't bring anything from home. And we haven't had hockey either. And so I kept making things, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, oh, who's going to eat it? 30 brownies <laughs> for two people. And so it's, you know, 
it's just a lot of food. Yeah. And all of my neighbors, um, although they all, the funny thing was, is they, they, they all claim they don't want carbs, but when we, Seattle was first hit with COVID, um, and we were the first ones not to have bread or eggs or like anything mm -hmm. like that. And I ended up like baking white bread, over 500 loaves <gasps> of white bread for just like my neighbors. Cause most of them are older mm -hmm. and I didn't want them going out or anything. And they could not get just plain old white sandwich bread. And so I made so many and luckily I had a yeast connection. So I was able to say, where did you get that yeast? Red star yeast. Cause I work with them. And so oh, I, know okay, what I needed to do. And so they sent in bulk, but also I was like, I kind of felt like a drug dealer during that time too, because <laughs> I was leaving little bags of yeast or sourdough starter <laughs> out on my porch for people to just swing by and pick up. And right, they were, right. But it was, yeah, it was kind of, kind of sketchy looking, <laughs> but, but it worked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will never forget when I got a big shipment from one of the sugar companies and, you know, I couldn't get through it all. But like, you know, you're handing out like these bags of sugar and it looks my husband's like, take a picture and post it to Instagram. I'm like, no, <laughs> it looks so sinister. <laughs> and then there's me. Uh, I uh, I usually hope and pray that I get sent the uh, one of those shipments that you got. Like I got a 140 pounds of sugar the last time um and I think it lasted two months maybe wow but I run mostly baking you know and right, mostly right. I mean I wrote a book called holy sweet so there is you know sugar yeah dedicated you, it's, to it. you need to have it so I so you took pastry classes what pushed you to start the blog in the first place so um, I was married previously, and ironically, so my ex-husband, who I am friends with, my husband is friends with, um, he still runs the blog. Um, and has Oh, I remember this story. Yes. So he, okay. still, he still runs the blog. Um, he had a recipe dedicated to him in the, in the cookbook. Um, he is a computer programmer, so he had the background. We lived in Arizona at the time. We moved here. We didn't know a soul. Mm -hmm. And he is not super social, so it didn't bother him that, you know, we weren't doing all the things we were in Phoenix. Um, and he he was called the picky eater on the blog. Well, technically, he still is. I mean, I didn't take any of that down. But he ate three things, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, oh, meat wow. spaghetti, and sloppy joes. Wow. And that's and it. I had no outlet. Like I just, we moved here. I didn't have any friends. We didn't have anything to do. I was just like, oh my gosh. And I had, I saw a food blog called the domestic goddess, but it was domestic goddess in Canada. Mm. Um, she has a blog since like 2012, I think. And she was one of the, back when I started, most food blogs had no pictures. It wasn't even really a thing. They just like post, they told a little story, they posted the recipe and that was that. But she was one of the, first ones to have pictures and I was like oh my gosh and I just told him I was like I want to do this mm -hmm. he was like okay he's like you're gonna have to learn html because back then you had that I still write in it sometimes because I just default to it accidentally so was wordpress even around at that time so yeah so we he right away because since he was a programmer he's like yeah. we had our own like we had wordpress but like I had a hosted domain you know how that works how it's well actually I don't know how any of it works <laughs> um but he was like you're so and uh back then there was only two templates for 
uh, for WordPress that were food related. It was a coffee cup and a watermelon. And I went with the watermelon because I was like, well, Seattle coffee, that's like, I don't want people thinking this is a coffee blog about Seattle's coffee scene or whatever. And to this day, anytime I redo the blog, like how it looks, there's a little watermelon somewhere on just as a homage to... I have to take a peek because I have it up. I never the realized original. It's, it's in my logo now, but it's also down at the bottom. And it's uh, sometimes it's hidden in things. My my designer likes to just like try and put it. In. They're like hidden Mickey's. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, so cute. Yeah. So there's usually a slice of watermelon somewhere on there just because, because of that. So yeah, there was no, um, you know, Gutenberg or what, what WordPress is on to now. No block. No, you couldn't right. write regular things I had to learn all this stuff and that was but it was fun and it was so different and I remember the first time uh, they didn't have Google Analytics back then and they had something called like um like people counter I don't even remember what it was called there was that little widget that you could put on the side yeah and And I remember the first time I realized that more than like three people were like chiming in and I was like oh my god I feel like like I was more scared than excited. I was just like, oh no. So well, I so you've been at it <clears throat> for over 16 years. Yeah, so 17. I technically started in 2004, but I didn't post very much. And so mm-hmm. I actually went back and dated them in 2005 because I was paranoid that people would think I was a crappy blogger or something because I, <laughs> which now, I mean, it doesn't matter at all now, but mm-hmm. I usually just count 2005 on. That's incredible. And so, I mean, in terms of longevity, you've seen, you've seen how it's changed. And we've talked about this on Clubhouse. Yes. About, well, I know when I started, which was 2010, so several years after you started, what drew me was obviously storytelling and of course the beautiful imagery. And to me, it's so sad that that the art of the storytelling has gone away. Has gone yeah. yeah, I I didn't take it away though. So I I do not uh, follow the formula. I will say I do not make as much money as some of the other ones because mm-hmm. I do not follow you know the formula. But um, when I got divorced, you know, before that I didn't have any ads. And Alice um, of uh, why can I sweet savory? Why can I not think oh, of her yes. blog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't have ads on your site? And I was like you know, I didn't need to previously. I didn't need to make income, which gosh, I wish we would have because, you know, it, it's just passive income that could have been mm-hmm. coming in. But, um, you know, I also needed to take in sponsored posts and things that I wasn't doing before. And I had a mass exodus of people when I started to do that in my blog. Really? That were like, Well, because at that point, those sponsor posts that I had been taking were just with people, and they're the people I'm still with, that they let me pick what I want to make, use their product, as long as I mention the product, like, there's no script, you know, how some of the people want, yes. you know, Cheez-Its are my favorite brand, they're the fun maker, what, you know, whatever, like. You were able to so, preserve your voice. Yes, and so when I took this like multi-contract and I thought I was like, yeah, this is great. And I didn't read anything through it. Cause I just was naive and was like, Oh, this is going to be just like all the other times that I work with people and it had to be scripted and it was horrible. And I 
really did not want to do any of it. And it showed because, but it was really good money at the time and needed. And I did, I lost so many followers because of that. Cause they were just like, this is not you. Like, what are you doing? And so after two years of just being really inauthentic, I just ripped it all away and said, Nope, I'm gonna, you know, and fortunately at, at that time, uh, I no longer needed the income like solely from the blog. So I was able to do that. I mean, I, I know there are people, this is their whole life. This is, you know, everything. So there are mm -hmm. things that they need to do. So they, they don't have the luxury and it is a luxury to, right. You know. To make that decision. Yes. I mean, there, there are people that still, uh, Jen Yu, Jen Yu, you know, oh, yeah, Jen Yu. Yeah, butter, still, not without butter. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. She still doesn't have ads on her site. Amazing. Yes. You know. <laughs> so, but you know, there's a beautiful thing in that. And I think that's what I miss. Like when you could just read about someone's day or like, for example, this morning I was reading about how you and your husband were going to get an RV. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I love those stories because first of all, it's, I think it's a nice archive to have personally. Yes. Yeah. It's I also think it's, yeah. And that's what makes your readers connect with you. And I think that's something that people forget when they're writing. Yeah. And I, and I still have some hardcore ones that were nice and stayed with me and realized like, Oh, you're just going through it. And when my husband and I got married, you know, we had uh, one of my readers sent me uh, her dress Um I had for your wedding. Yes, I had yes. someone who had an Etsy shop that made our, the, our cake topper. Someone made who Etsy shop with a veil. Did all my programs. Like they were so in my wedding um, because they wanted to be. They were super wanting to be involved because I had that kind of community, um, and they just wanted to use their talents basically to say, thanks for sharing your talents over the years. I'm going to share my talent back and help make your wedding day special. I had already been married before and had the big to do, and I didn't want the big to do again. And I didn't really want to, I mean, my, my first wedding dress was really expensive <laughs> and <laughs> uh, it was beautiful and swishy and wonderful, but like, I didn't want that again, just because, I know you only wear it once and, you know, um, so I was all for like, Oh, I'm going to look for a used dress and like 50 people like out of the woodwork were like, I got a dress. I'll send it to you. And I was like, okay, That's well, amazing. Yeah. So, you know, we, I basically, a had to narrow it down to people that I could fit the dress, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and then also one that, that was my style. And, you know, I felt just as good in that dress as I did, the one that I paid thousands of dollars for. So, but yeah, yeah I, I miss that. You know, I really miss, um, I used to post and a hundred, 200 people would comment on my blog. And now if I get one comment, it's like, Ooh, somebody commented on the post. It's like, it's amazing. Well, I think a lot of people are just maybe, I don't know if too busy is the word, but there isn't that sense of readership as it used to be. And no, and there's, and there's not, but I, I mean, I certainly still have readers. Um, mm -hmm. I have one of the, I don't have one of the largest email uh, subscription, but I have probably the largest percentage of people who open it. Mm -hmm. and, and that matters more. 
It does, yes. Um, because I write it each week, something. And then that, I put more personal stuff in that too. I'm not as, well, it just depends. Um, for the blog, some of the stuff isn't personal anymore because I'm still trying to post three times a week. And right now, like, I ain't got nothing going on in my life. You know? <laughs> it's like, today, the dogs and I stared to see that the, you know, Amazon <laughs> driver was coming by. Like, there's just like... Hey, that sounds like know. my day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, uh, I don't know what to write. Uh, but I love, stuff. though, that your personal stories translated so well into a book. And... <laughs> Maybe you could talk about that a bit and how that, you know, those stories did lead to the book. So, yeah, so that's, that, that was, you know, I, when I first started, I, food blogging in 2004 or whatever, I wanted a cookbook. I was like, oh yeah, like that was, um, and I had, a, well, I almost had a cookbook deal back then. Um, and they had a girl, she was really excited about it and she went on maternity leave. And the guy that I got left with was like, yeah, I, bloggers don't make books. Like, we can't do this. Like, oh, dear. <laughs> no one's going to buy. I know, right? Like, no one's going to buy this. They want something from a chef or whatever. And I was like, oh. And so it got dropped. And over the years, like, I got pitched all the time. Like, we want you to do this cookbook. We love you. It's on sugar-free whatever. And I'm like, um, hi, have you read my blog? Because oh, I don't think you have. Or if it even related, like I had somebody wanted me to make 150 candies. And I was like, I'm really good at making fudge, marshmallow, and caramels. I'm like, do you want 150 recipes? <laughs> you know, three things. And they were like, no, you can just, you know, learn as you go. And I was like, you know, oh. no, like, I'm not going to write a book on something I have no idea how to do. Yeah. You know, um, or you'd get these ones that are like, you know, we want you to push it out in like two months. Or, and it was like... And so I just was like, you know, they'd sit there and they'd say, oh, we love you. We love your stuff. And then, like, you know that they didn't even maybe even look at your blog. They looked at, like, oh, you have followers. And mm -hmm. so, um, and the funny thing is, is, like, literally the week before I got my cookbook deal, I had been in Chicago uh, for Red Star Yeast. They had a pizza academy. And we were all on a bus and they were talking about cookbooks and there were several of us who um, had either done a cookbook or just were like, we don't want to do a cookbook. We don't want to like, <laughs> you know, and I just, I had made that statement. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do a cookbook. And <laughs> then Karma. Three, days, three days later, I get like this, this email. Um, and actually Kita was the one that was, had suggested me for that, or for her to just check out my blog. And, you know, I was real honest. I just wrote back and was like, hey, yeah, I'll talk to you. But no, I, you know, I don't want to do any trend book. I don't want to do, you know, I just was, I just laid it out. It was like, this is what I will not do. If you still want to talk to me, great. But like, you know, and so she was like, no, you know, I, I've seen your blog and I'm interested. And so I got on a phone call with her and then her editor or whatever. And I started to talk and I realized, oh, they're actually genuinely like they wanted me to because I was like, I want an introduction in all of my books, like each recipe. And I want a chapter called Serial Killers. Okay. That, related to. <laughs> I have bookmarked the Serial Killers because the chapter titles in themselves are hilarious. And yeah, Serial so Killers I, is my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so it's so funny thing on that one here. Oh, I have my little. I know. Um, I got my copy too. <laughs> so the, I'll follow the the chill out 
Great. So originally I was going to name Chill Out uh, Netflix and Chill. But oh, they told I me if that. I did that, I was like, oh, is that like a, you know, an mm -hmm. infringement? They're like, no, but that will make people think of sex and you'll need to have recipes that are related to that. And I was like, I, oh. I didn't even think of that. Clearly, I'm not everybody, but, but. <laughs> I think of food and not. I know. So yeah, it was, it was pretty funny, but yeah. And, and the, her boss above him was like, you want to name a chapter serial killers? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I want to do this book. He's oh, like, good. you want to, and you're like, these was, are my people. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, my only concern is, you know, you've had your blog at that point. I think it was 14 years. He's like, are you going to be able to like come up with anything new? And I was like, oh yeah. And he was like, okay. And so the next day I got back to him and I had written down like 241 like recipe ideas. Now, some of them are from my original book that I kept recipes that I didn't do for the blog. Oh, wow. All those years. I was like, okay, this is, because uh, it's not completely like the book I pitched, but it's it's actually fairly close. Um, it was based on nostalgia. It was based on that kind of stuff. So, and then the other thing was I knew they were my publisher when I was like, I want to write the last chapter uh, about my dead dog. <laughs> and they were like, can you go into that a little more? <laughs> and I was like, yes. And I explained to them how she loved Christmas because the last chapter is on holiday stuff. And so when they were like, yep, sounds great. And I just was like, you know, like, really? Letting me? <laughs> and the whole process, they, they, I mean, they changed almost nothing. And I was like really waiting to be like, you know, just slashed and them wanting it. Um, Cause one of the things is I write how I talk. And so sometimes the grammar isn't how it's supposed to be, you know, in written form. And they didn't change any of that. Wow, that's impressive. Yes. So I loved them. I loved working with them. The design team, uh, like, picked up on my um, aesthetics right away. And, mm -hmm. you know, they. I think I changed, like, one thing on, like, I think they loved me just because I was like, nope, that looks good. And they yeah, were like, you're really? probably so easy to work with. And, so you uh, shot all the pictures too for the book? I did, yeah. So you have to be approved by the art department. I assumed everybody got, but I have friends who use the same publisher that did not mm -hmm. get. Um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Qualified? I don't know. It's like, uh, but one thing that I was paranoid of is they had told me when I finished shooting, they were like, just so you know, don't take it personally. Usually we always have to shoot four or five or six photos. Like, and at first I was like, that's fine. Except I was like, Oh my God, we're in the pandemic because that point of the book was during pandemic time. Mm -hmm. You could not get flour, could not get sugar, could not get. And I was just like, oh. uh, and my other paranoia was like, I'm like, oh my gosh, it can't be something from the Christmas. I mean, I hoarded candy canes and things like that in case, but like one of them had eggnog and I was just like, Ooh, what am I going to do? Cause it was commercial eggnog. You cannot use like homemade. I'm like, Oh boy. And they came back and I was like, okay, what do I need to reshoot? And they were like, nothing. You don't oh. need to reshoot one thing. What? Are and I mean? was like, what? <laughs> you know, I was like prepared and I was super critical. And then um, they did come back though. And they said, you know, we thought we were going to use this one picture, but it's just not working for the, um, the cover. And I had suggested for the cover, 
similar to the cover that we went with. I was like, oh, I want to do a whole. And they were like, oh, I don't think that'll work. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then when they came back, I said, let me just try it and see what you think. And I like send it and they're like, oh my gosh, yes, that's perfect. Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, okay. So. Um, what a great collaborative process. Yes. It yeah. So, so I, nice. I had, and you know, it's funny because I had also told all my readers, like, I'm writing this book. I'm not going to be around. And Irvin and I were just laughing because he did not enjoy writing his book. And I loved it. I loved the whole process. It made me want to blog more. Mm -hmm. I blogged almost every day when I was writing the cookbook. What? Because I would think of something and I couldn't put it in the book because, and I would want to make it like right then. I just was so just like, yes, yes, yes. And, um, and then I was horrified of copy editing because <laughs> I was uh -huh. like, Oh, this is not love my copy editor. Still talk to my copy editor. So um, she contacts me for recipes. She was so excited that they weren't doing a vegan or a keto <laughs> cookbook. She was like, Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> but uh, she, yeah, she was like sugar. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know her husband was really excited too, but, uh, yeah, so it, it was not, at all what I planned and you know it was interesting trying to get it out during a pandemic um, yeah that's quite a challenge I mean a cookbook is hard enough to write during normal times yeah and, and then you know it released at the time of the election and the time of so it was you know it still did good I mean it had like pre-sales and and it's it's fine I my publisher would hate for me to say this but I only wrote it for my mom um, my mom does not go on a computer. She's actually asked us to try and find her a flip phone, which we refuse to do. <laughs> she doesn't want any technology, and she still calls. She still calls what I do the food internet thingy. Oh, she sounds kind of like my dad. <laughs> so uh, you know, and she people would ask her what her daughter does, and you know, when I was a school teacher, that was easy. Well, she's a school teacher. Mm -hmm. um, and so now she just tells everyone I'm a cookbook author and she's just so excited to like tell people that. So it was, it was mostly, you know, written for her. I mean, I went, I yes, I went to, you know, I took pastry classes and stuff, but you know, I learned to bake and love to bake from her mm -hmm. and Betty Crocker's 1950, whatever. Right. Right. Who knew Betty Crocker was their second mom? Yeah, every <laughs> Christmas cookie, everything. <laughs> all, I'm like, I remember just flipping through it going, oh my gosh. Yeah, but what a nice. treasure for your mom. What a nice honor for her. And a, yeah. something to leave to her. That's just such a special gift. Yeah. It's so, so nice. And it is. It's, it's, I mean, there's, there's bloggers that have like recipes in there. There was one for Kita. There was one for uh, Aaron, who is the spiffy cookie because mm -hmm. she and Kita actually came out and we did like a culinary weekend together one time. And, and Aaron, I've never met anyone who collects root beer. Oh. And where I live, there's a root beer store and that's all they sell. And wow. so that's how the trip started is. Um, and so there's a root beer, you know, float recipe for her. And just, it's, it's almost like a love letter to the people in my life. And so that's so sweet and you like you know it, it's so subtle too because it's like you've got these special stories and there's so much meaning between between each in each recipe but at the same time it's one of those books that you just like you mentioned that you know kids were loving this oh yes yeah I have so many pictures from people and their kids had just gone through with sticky notes or whatever yeah. they, they made lists because you know came out in the pandemic so they were trying to make like um and 
I get pictures all the time of people. The the most amazing thing is is I have a friend, uh, Brandon, and his kids are allergic. They can't have eggs. They can't have dairy. They can't whatever. Um, but he's actually a really good cook, and his you know the kids obviously had to learn to cook because they have so many allergens and whatnot. And they bought my book, bless them, uh, <laughs> and they've been making all the recipes. Wow, gluten free, soy free like dairy free they made that you know the this ice cream cake right mm -hmm. that's the first thing they chose to conquer oh gosh that's that daunting like, german buttercream you have to make you have to <laughs> pastry cream in order to make the frosting and they did it and i just i was like oh my gosh that's amazing so yeah and then um like i said before we started yeah then that has led to uh kids asking me to go on and be their show and tell in their zoom classroom. <laughs> I love that. Been kind of fun. I mean, not <laughs> kind of fun. It is fun, but it, it's just weird. Cause it's, it's, um, and I can always tell, uh, you know, that the kids went home because normally on Amazon that day, my little ranking goes up for the day or whatever, uh, because oh, the kids went funny. home their, their mom or if they didn't go home, they were already home, but yeah, and, it's uh, better than like a commercial during like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> right? here it is. You know, yeah, my, I mean, my food is for 12 year olds, the, your inner 12 year old, or if you are 12, basically. I mean, you know, cereal, ice yeah. cream, there's a chapter all of candy, there's. Right, <clears throat> Candy Crush. <laughs> candy Crush, yes. I know, all my little, my little, I names. love the title. The only chapter that's not super clever is Holly Jolly, and that's just because it was in honor of our dog Holly, so who Aww. loved Christmas, loved. Never seen anyone love a Christmas tree like that dog, but oh, but sweet. yeah, is, I do giggle though because there is a chapter on booze. Um, the it's five o'clock somewhere, and and I'll have oh, that's like, right. Parents say like, oh yeah, yeah, we made the whiskey, like whatever, and I'm like, <laughs> eh, it baked out. Whatever. They all slept well that night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay. So now that I have my copy, what, which recipe should I try first? Oh, I know that's going to be hard. People always ask that. And it's been, you know, know just, that's a terrible um, question. Well, no, it's not a terrible <laughs> question. It's always like, you know, it depends on what you like. And uh, well, I like everything. So, you know, uh, it's, I, you know, I sent, I sent the, the, the book to quite a few bloggers, um, and then I also sent them like a care package that went with the book, like just candy necklace and circus cookies and just oh, a, a giant inflatable gummy bear that is two feet tall and just weird stuff like that, that just fit who I was. Uh, but, um, Heather sprinkle bakes, like she did mm -hmm. the, um, honey bun bread pudding and I'm a bread pudding person and I love honey bun. So that probably would have been the first thing. Like if I bought this cookbook, that that's probably what I would have uh, mm -hmm. made. Um, uh, Beyond Frosting just made the Fruity Pebbles. Um, Julie, the little kitchen, um, she wanted the mint chocolate chip cupcakes right away. Um, Kita is, well, she wanted the recipe made for her because. <laughs> of course. Uh, well, how she, why she, so Kita started her blog because of me. Uh, two bloggers started their blog. Um, Brandy Nutmeg Nanny also 
started. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I didn't even know that either till we had our podcast and she was like, oh, I started my blog because of you. Um, Yeah. So that was kind of fun. That's so sweet. But Kita, like the first recipe she ever made from my blog was a peanut butter Captain Crunch, like ice cream. And so she has a peanut butter Captain Crunch homage back to her. And, well, uh, my I think I have to make the chocolate chip cookie tiramisu. Oh yes, so which you that, will make Italian grandmothers roll in their grave. Uh, but that's it's okay. really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love these kinds of recipes because to me, it's not like you know you have you have some experience with pastry, but at the same time, it's not like the unapproachable no, pastry. I tried, to find, I, mean? I tried to find things that your average cook could make, and they're well, I have a tiny little kitchen and I the probably the only weird thing, but now like, I mean, Target carries everything is freeze dried fruit because I used to use that all the time and people just couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I mean, it's great to use in your baked goods because it doesn't add moisture. It doesn't add any of that, but and you get an intense flavor. Yes. So that's probably the only unusual like item, you know, the rest, you, heck, half the stuff you can find at a gas station. <laughs> Circle <laughs> K or whatever. Uh, but that will be yeah. your next book. No. <laughs> <laughs> Find the gas station. Ooh, I don't know. I, I, I mean. It's but would you write another book? I mean, do you I feel probably like would. another one? In- yeah. Yeah, I probably would. Um, you know, this this one obviously was for my mom, and uh, you know, I had a very good, ex- I had a positive experience, so that's helpful too. I mean, I know there are. There are people that did not have a positive experience either just writing it because it is kind of, I mean, I've never had children, but they say it's like having a child and it does. It becomes like your little baby and you spend a lot of time on it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, you know, it's, I have some ideas, but I just, I don't know if I would, the time wise, if it would, you know, happen again. Uh, But, yeah, or you're talking about, I can make much more complicated things, and I do sometimes on the blog, but people don't make that. They don't have time for that. They do during the pandemic, but, you know, on average, you know, they don't. Yeah. And even the most complicated things in my book aren't complicated because of technique. It's just that there's multi-steps, and they're broken down so that you can make half of it one day and, you know, put the rest of it the next day or things like that. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And so who knows, you deserve a good rest after this anyway. (laughs) Um, So what's, we're kind of getting close. I know that we've, I don't want to take too much of your time, but what is next for you? Ooh, uh, hmm. I don't know if there's anything next for me. (laughs) I mean, you're getting an RV. So are you going to continue blogging from, so we we got our RV actually two years ago now. Oh. I call it my I call it my husband's midlife crisis. Um, <laughs> after we had a heart attack, you know, we had been saying for forever that because we stopped we stopped traveling. We used to travel all the time, but when we dedicated taking in the dogs with congestive heart failure um, and the serious, you can't leave them. Um, you know, I mean, it's hard enough finding because we now have six, so you got to find somebody willing to watch six, you know, to leave them in a kennel or anything like that. A would stress them out, which would exasperate the condition, or you have to leave them with somebody, you know, that will take that amount. But also with congestive heart failure, it can come on very suddenly with a dog can be totally fine. And then an hour later you're at the ER and I didn't want to do that to somebody. 
So we were like, well, if we get an RV, we can take the dogs anywhere we want to go. So we did. We we bought it. We we did go the first year quite a few places. Last year it was my husband's. This last year has been his when his work had him work from home. It worked out nicely oh, because yeah, you had like a little office, a little separate. Yeah, so that part was nice. Um, and we hope once things get going. Um, no, I think I think for me as a blogger, so Seattle is not a particularly um, well lit area, and so mm-hmm. and my home as it is laid out now does not get a lot of natural light. Um, and so I really would love to be doing, like, I really wanted to do bake-alongs with my cookbook, um, mm-hmm. like on Instagram or YouTube or something like that. But I I live in a dark pit when it, for the kitchen. We right. have tried, we've tried to do lighting. It's just really weird. And so I would love to figure out how to do that just so I could maybe get connection more. I feel, you know, um, but... Even when I've tried to do a bake along, like that's really long too. Like I, I feel like I, you know, I don't have, I would, I wouldn't have three hours to bake along with somebody else, you know. So I don't yeah. know. It's hard to um, condense that into yeah, so a I don't manageable know time. Yeah. So I don't know if it, it'll be more like you know, like traditional YouTube video. I I don't know. I can't I can't decide if that's what I want to delve into, but, um, you know, after being on clubhouse, it's just a huge reminder of how much I miss that connection mm-hmm. to, you know, fellow bloggers. When I started, you know, we, we would gather, I mean, that's how the daring bakers started, um, Tuesdays yeah. with Lori, yeah. um, all that kind of stuff. We used to just, you know, and we went around and we looked at each other's blogs and, and now I think, part of it is, I mean, you, you have your people that come because they've followed you for so long or, and they have a genuine interest in your life. And then you have the ones that come over from Pinterest because they saw, you know, Ooh, you made a Cheetos cheese ball and Mm -hmm. my kid loves Cheetos. So I'm going to make that. And they don't care about the story that goes with it. And that's fine. Like, you know, that's why I have the jump to the recipe. Like, you know, if you want to read it, great. If you don't, Great. Just press that button. It's not hard. <laughs> you know, and the funny thing is, though, it, I mean, well, it'll be 17 years in June. And I've only had three complaints on the blog ever about ads, about any of that. And so well, I think that's because you have you've created a wonderful community of good people. You know, like I think. Yeah. Um, but you know, even I, I, I just keep waiting, though, one day because of like your your Pinterest or your, you know, people that just click over and mm-hmm. maybe they are seeing the jump to the recipe button and, and going with it. So, yeah. Well, that's good. Well, I, so we're at the end. I'm just going to ask you a couple of quick questions before sure. I let yeah, you go, if you don't mind. Um, all right. So what's something that you make when you're too tired to cook? Like, what's your emergency go to? Oh, uh, this is really. Uh, so uh, our emergency go-to is either sautéed corn over mashed potatoes. But wow. Like, um. Yeah, that my husband and I love that for I don't know for some reason. Um, oh, that and sounds then good. Also ramen noodles. Um, yes, ramen. <laughs> so the, the soy sauce flavor of ramen with um and we just quickly um we have a deep fryer 
and so we throw the tofu into some some um, rice flour and then quickly and it it comes together by the time the ramen is cooked and yeah those are the two like guilty that works for me I could always have ramen any time of, of the day so yeah well I you know you that. gotta get your sodium in for the month <laughs> <laughs> yeah those packets are full of it um what's the one recipe you treasure most oh um Probably my croissant bread pudding with a pecan mm. toffee sauce. Bread pudding is my favorite, but that that was one of the ones that I put up right away on the blog, and it's one that I still have people come back. It's still, it doesn't matter what time of year, it's in the top five of people coming, and then those who make it, like, a lot of people make it for, like, every Christmas, and they come back and say, like, this is the one thing I make, and I know it's Christmas time because we're making your bread pudding, and... Oh, that's the best! So, so yeah, so it's it's kind of like that. A, I love it, but also like it, it's become part of people's tradition, and so that makes one of the great, the best comments because I've gotten really nice comments on Amazon reviews for my, um, for my cookbook. And the mm -hmm. thing that I love to see is people say it's like I have a little piece of you in my kitchen because of the stories and everything that go with it. And so, and that's exactly what I wanted. And so it's like it's so nice to to know that what I wanted out of the book is what people got out of the book. So. That's the best compliment ever. Yes. Yeah. So what's one good kitchen tip, like a little secret handy tip that you can share with everyone? Nutmeg. Um, so anytime anyone, uh, I have a fresh nutmeg grinder and whenever people like say, well, what, what is that? What is that in your recipe? And you, I mean, it, you know, just a little touch of nutmeg and you'd be surprised. So Even savory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like in a good bechamel, that makes sense. Good bechamel, yeah. oh, yes. Which, ooh, I've been into. Um, do you remember cute little Martha from British Bake Off? Um, she was the younger girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I follow her on Instagram, and she started making. Uh, I don't know if she'd always done it, or but she highlighted this last year using your sourdough discard as your roux mm -hmm. to make for the bechamel. Oh, yes. Yes. That's like mind blown. Interesting. Yes. It's so, well, I mean, think about it. It's flour yeah. and, and water. Uh, yeah. And we, we use it all the time now because that's like one of the great ways of using the starter without having to make, you know, bread. Interesting. Oh, we always that bread. is a good tip. Yes. Wow, so thank that's, you. Martha. that's not for me, but I stole it from her. <laughs> that's okay. We'll share. We'll share with everybody. Okay. So every Friday I share five little things. Well, I try to share five little things that make me smile. So is there one five, one little thing that made you smile recently? Ooh. It could be recently. anything. Hmm. Gosh, that's a, um, hmm. Like everything, like I'm, uh, I always joke and say that Marie Kondo uh, clearly does not understand my joy for so many things. <laughs> <laughs> like she highly underestimates how much stuff brings me joy because I, I, well, the viewers like, at home, so many things, I guess. Yeah. The listeners at home can't see that you are I, surrounded by I know, here, I'll, I'll, treasures, books and toys yeah, books and, and toys. But at the end of the day, oh, it's, it's a senior dog. That uh, this is Banjo, oh, and he's hi, Banjo. 15. 
And, oh, I wish everyone could see him. He's so yeah, sweet. he looks like Baby Yoda. His ears go off to the side. <laughs> so, yeah, my dogs are more popular than me. They have far <laughs> more Instagram followers. They have 15,000 something or other. Wow. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, pretty much you can't have a bad day when you have a spaniel. You just... So they always, they always make me happy. Um, also that my husband brought home towels the other day. Um, oh. <laughs> it's, it's the like, little I'm things, Costco. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, was at, I was at Costco and I found these gray towels and, and uh, it's so sad. Like, I don't know if, were, were you on when we talked about socks on Clubhouse and how, you no. know, you that certain, yeah, Erin and I were talking about our love of socks. <laughs> you've kind of like reached that age when you're like oh socks like you know the good like cozy ones or whatever but uh yeah no I'm actually on my list of things to buy this week so I'm not laughing at all because it's the truth <laughs> yeah no uh yeah and the towels like I mean it's just so funny that my husband's like oh these felt really soft and you know so it, it doesn't take much I mean I'm uh I mean, I'm addicted to any Emile Henri bakeware. Um, I love uh, Hadley and why can't I think of their name? But oh, like aprons, I have so many of those aprons. Um, so good. To La Crusette, uh, you know. <laughs> so any any of those kind of things that come into my kitchen make me make me smile too. But it can I mean it can be as simple as a spatula in the shape of a gingerbread. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I love it. It's 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 those little things that we have to hold on to. Yes. Well, thank you, Peabody, for taking so much time to chat today. I really, really appreciate it. Where You're can everyone find you? <laughs> no. Where can everyone find you? Oh, on so on Instagram and Twitter, I'm Baker Peabody. I think on Clubhouse and Baker. I'm Baker Peabody most places. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm sweetrecipes.com. And the only thing is, is the recipes is R-E-C-I-P-E-A, as in Peabody. Uh, so, although most people, if they just type in sweet recipes too, find me that way too, according and to my Google Holy Am sweet. I cookbook? Yes, I know. I see I'm horrible at promoting it. <laughs> <laughs> I am. And I'm so like, okay, I wrote a cookbook. Yeah, that's, that, uh, so you can find it at all the places, your Targets, your Barnes and Nobles, your Amazon, your, uh, but they sell it in a lot of indie stores too, which. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Support your, yeah. Support well, your I can't bookstore. wait. I'm going to be cooking. My kids are excited too. They saw this on the counter. And so. How yeah. old are your kids? Well, one is 18. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so you're, they're at the age where it, it seemed like. <laughs> they can yeah. bake by themselves now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah. Well, yeah. well, and you do, you want them to learn to cook. So. Do they do right. like? Do they have a, like growing up, my mom made us all have one night where we had to cook. Once we got, we kind of actually we had that going for a while. Uh, once a week, my daughter would have to cook a meal, and then somehow she got out of it. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> we escaped that, yeah. So yeah, especially because I mean she's a pescatarian now, so I oh, have to okay. cook for her, and then now my husband's having meat again, so it's like. Yeah, I think they should be cooking for themselves more often, or at least for everybody, so they can yes. get a taste of like to have to please so many palates. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> oh yes. So, all right. Well, all right. thank you, Peabody. I um I really appreciate it. And sure. 
I will see you. I loved it. It was fun. I'm so glad you were able to join us on this episode of Kitchen Confidant. Thank you again to Peabody Johansson for sharing with us her special community and being part of families' lives through recipes. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend and join us again next time. Until then, happy cooking.